All right. Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. I know it's a little bit different than it has been in the past, but that's okay. This is the 90th episode, 9-0. Sometimes that's my age, I swear. Uh, 90th episode of the Check Your Six podcast coming to you from GRP Studios in Longwood, Florida. I am your host, Tim Proctor, and I have a fun guest in here today. We're going to we're gonna have some fun today. The title of today's show is Can You Hear Me Now? That will obviously make more sense once we get rolling. For those of you that I'm not going to plug the, the company that did that for so many years, but can you hear me now? I have Mr. J.C. Soto in the house today at the GRP Studios. And he is a let's get you let's get you all t- teed up here. You're a board certified licensed hearing aid specialist. You get a degree from Miami Dade College. You're also a Seminole County Chamber member, and you're the current South Seminole Council chair and a new father. So basically, you're getting no sleep. No sleep at all. No, yeah, no, no sleep no. whatsoever. Coffee right. is my life sponsor right now. So thank you to Coffee, all the coffee beans from around the world. Uh, you guys are keeping me going. Perfect. So. <laughs> Perfect. How old is the is the kiddo now? Is four. She's gonna be five months soon. So four months. Um, sleep is getting better. Nights are getting smoother. I'm still a little sleep deprived, but it's getting easier every day. So th- I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, I would like to give you a lot of encouragement and say it gets better, <clears throat> but it doesn't because once they do discover sleep, then they decide to wake up real early and then they start walking and you teach them for a year on how to walk and talk and then the rest of their life, it's shut up, sit down kind of thing. So <laughs> take it back. you're all, I take it back, I take it back. So it is good to have you here this morning. Again, another Seminole Chamber member. We like having Seminole Chamber members in here as we are one ourselves. But before we start, Give us a little bit of your background. You're from South Florida? No, you're from New York. Yeah, so I was born and raised in the Bronx and moved to Florida in 2006. We moved to Miami. Um, So I did part of high school there, part in Miami, and then ultimately went to Miami Dade College, got my degree in business there, and um, eventually moved up. We moved to Central Florida six or seven years ago. Um, Just wanted to change scenery. Miami was a lot, and this has been amazing. We love Central Florida have our home here. And that's why uh, we ended up naming the business Altamont family here. And we're in the city of Altamont. That's that's where our home is. And we just love this community. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been great. Going from New York to Miami to this, this is the perfect middle where there's a lot going on, but you have that, you know, residential life and you're not in that mix, like so busy. Um, I would not. I love New York, but I wouldn't live there again. Yeah, you were. I know a lot of people say they love New York, but uh, I don't think right now, especially, I don't think I'd want to live there without getting too political. And for those that listen to the podcast, no, we don't talk a lot of politics. We don't talk a lot of COVID. We don't talk a lot of other things. But I'm glad I live in Florida right now, and I don't live in some of the other parts of the country where you can't do anything. Well, and we'll leave it at that. You get your business degree, and you get your degree in business administration and management. And then in 2013, what made you come into this field? And we'll talk about hearing aids and the whole night. What made you pick this field? So um, that's a fun one. A lot of people in, in the audiology world, they have either a family member that was hearing impaired or they themselves are or something they're driving that passion. Uh, my story is a little different. I, I say that this like fell from the sky for me in, in the sense that like I was working, I was in in, in near West Palm Beach. I lived in Port St. Lucie for a little bit before making it to Central Florida. And there was a job with a company named Here USA. And it was to do call it was a call center job and doing insurance verification for hearing aids. 
So one of those things I responded, they paid well. I was driving like an hour. So it was quite a bit of a hike from wow. to yeah. going into West Palm. And uh, I was doing well there. Um, and the only exposure I had to hearing or anything audiology specific was just these people were calling in, hearing impaired, trying to schedule an appointment, trying to find out with insurance where to go. And that was my job, was connecting the dots, getting them in centers. And there was an opportunity to get licensed. And so I responded to that. I was, uh, I reached out and they sent me to a center where I was with a provider. And that's, that's just how it happened. It, it, when they asked, you know, are you comfortable working with hearing aids or hearing impaired? I'm like, I've never seen a hearing aid in my life. I don't know anyone that's hearing impaired. You're young. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to worry about that yet. Just, just one of those things. Yeah. It's the best thing that ever happened. Cause when I went into that center, I was, I got to see what she did every day. And, um, and yeah, my journey started there. So for hearing, for hearing aids or audiology in general, you're you're kind of going to see two different fields. You'll see a doctor of audiology, uh, of audiology or an audiologist. Normally, you find them in like ear, nose, and throat practices. What we do at Altamont Family Hearing is hearing specific. So we do the hearing evaluations. My so my certification is hearing aid specialist. We do hearing evaluations program, hearing aids. And and yeah, so that that was all done through like a state licensure program. And that was thanks to Hear USA. They plugged me in with a provider and she took me under her wing for two years and and now we're here. Fast forward. So how long did it take you to go through your certification? What what did that entail? What what did that you have to do? In our state, so it varies per state. In Florida, it's four hundred and eighty hours something like a year and a half to two years, you are mentoring, you're shadowing someone, you have a mentor, you have someone who's board certified, they can either an audiologist or a hearing aid specialist that's board certified, you're under their wing, seeing everything they're doing for two years, you have to pass online coursework before that. So to get a license to get a trainee license, so there's some schoolwork, but it's online. Once you pass that, that's where you can go under someone's wing. And after you do all of that, there's a state testing. So it's about two years. It's at your own pace to a degree, and it depends on how much time you have with that practitioner, but about two years to get your license. And then now I am board certified today. Um, that's about another two years after being licensed to be able to, to test to become board certified. So that's other than getting a doctorate in audiology, becoming an audiologist. So that's the highest title that I can obtain. Other than going back to school. Without going back to school and going to medical school, essentially, to become Mm -hmm. an uh, audiologist. That's not a word you hear a lot of, an audiologist. It makes sense. So is there a benefit to being an audiologist in what you do? Or what's the difference? difference? What's the benefits? So it depends on what what the patient or what the person that's hearing impaired is is needing, what they're going through. Um, There's absolutely a benefit to go to an audiologist. We just don't find them as much in hearing aid offices, hearing aid spaces. So an audiologist can do more testing um, for balance testing, for example, which is tied to hearing loss. Um, If uh, pediatric care as well, if the child is too young to respond to a hearing test. There's testing that only the audiologist can do. So with, I like to say when, since that person does have their doctorates in audiology, they're doing the same hearing evaluation we would do in the office. They can just provide those other tests to see if there's any medical concerns or treat those. So you'll find them at ear, nose, and throat offices normally in the hel- in the in the hospital. So when my daughter was born, they did a hearing evaluation. Um, so they put a, 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 tube in in her ear they just get a response from the cochlea 
So those are tests that an audiologist would only perform. You would never see a hearing aid specialist in that space. So that's where I see it. It's more um, medical. Now, when someone comes to me for a hearing evaluation or if they go to any hearing aid specialist, let's say um, in their area, if someone's not listening in Central Florida, when you're getting that hearing evaluation, it's not just do I need a hearing aid? It's is my hearing system healthy? Because if there's if there are red flags, I am referring to that primary care if it's an HMO to get into an ENT. And normally at the ENT, they're going to have the audio audiologist and the ear, nose, and throat together. So, so it depends more, on it depends on who you ask, whether you ask the patient or his and or spouse or wife or whatever. So I could, obviously you ask my wife, she says no, he can't hear hardly anything that I say, which is I know hearing and listening is two different things. Mm-hmm. So, so we can treat hearing, not selective uh, hearing. So that <laughs> so that's that's a big one. I remember you yeah. doing some presentation at the one of the South at the South Seminole Chamber, and one of, that's one of the things. There's some things that we can't fix, and that's one of them, unfortunately, for husbands. Yeah, if we're watching, you know, if it's game day, you're watching watching the TV or, you know, you're if you're a video gamer and you're just in the zone playing your game or whatever that is and the missus comes around and she's talking and then, you know, you kind of get the womp, womp, womp. That doesn't necessarily mean hearing loss. That means you know you're in the zone, you're you're locked in, and you may not be giving the you time of the, day. Uh, and get... that can open up a can of worms in the office, though. So we've seen that <laughs> the hearing evaluation can become like marriage counseling in a in a sense. So you know, um, I I get that you hear like the the teacher from Peanuts. You know, the want 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 want. That's kind of what our what our wives mm-hmm. sound like to us sometimes. My wife doesn't listen to the podcast, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, how many people do what you do here? Do you know in, in Central Florida? Is... I don't know. There's a lot here. Um, really? I wouldn't know a number. I don't know how many licensed specialists there are. Um, because we do have a uh, quite a geriatric population, hearing losses. You can you can go like, ahead. You don't have to be politically concerned. <laughs> we have a bunch of old people here. We got some old folks that come out here to retire. That come from other states, and so those are the people that are for the most part coming in for hearing aids. So you, there's a lot of competition here. There's there are offices, and and you, you'll find one in every corner almost. Um, okay, and so, but I wouldn't know the number there. I'm not sure. I just, I would, just I would imagine Florida being one of them, Arizona being another, where there are a lot of old people. That that's going to be that's where you're going to see. That's, be, that's a good yeah. place to be. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to divert a little bit. You talked about gamers. Now, for me, you know, I'm going to be 62 here shortly. So for me, it was music. Music, headphones, you know, growing up in the 70s, you got your headphones on and it's blaring. Back in the 60s, we had transistor radio. So you couldn't, you couldn't hurt your hearing with a transistor radio if you tried. But headphones, when we were growing up, listening to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon on stereo headphones was awesome. And I know that's probably contributed to some of the things besides working in the service and working on a flight line. Thank you for serving. Working on a flight line around A-10s, which have a nice high-pitched wine to them anyways. But obviously, headphones, closed earring can do more damage to your ears. Are you? Do you think you're going to see the same thing from gamers in the future or even more so? Even more so. um, Not specifically for gamers, but um, the headphone thing that we're having. um, If you look around, most of like our teenagers or just not to single out an age group, but our youth, they're wearing AirPods 24-7 nonstop. A lot of times like when you go to the gym, people are cranking those things up louder than they should. I think the decibel level output that is on those headphones for consumers should not be 110 decibels as as what uh whether they can go up because you so can really give me a yourself. comparison when people when you say decibel levels what does because I, I didn't even think about doing that today you know what is a decibel level of 
normal ambient what is the decibel level of then jet planes that kind of stuff yeah you... so anything above 90 decibels so decibels is is like let's say like the volume it's it's how much it's how loud a certain thing right. is normal in conversation 40 50 db is about what we're speaking right now if you had like a meter anything above 90 is harmful so and that's what we see um let's say with your generation and those in the service those that worked in loud environments, they were above 90 dB. If you were shooting your guns without protection, you're talking 130 and up. That is one instance could mean you know, hearing loss. It doesn't mean uh, it's not just noise over time. Just one instance can do it. If you're a DJ at a nightclub, if you go to nightclubs all the time and you're next to those speakers, all of anything that's noise exposure there is going to contribute to uh, faster hearing loss, so faster progression in hearing loss. Especially in our high frequencies, we tend to see men, we, we tend to lose our highs first, which is scary, this is getting, I don't wanna get too technical, and uh, no, you, but uh, those, you, those, we tend to lose the clarity, we tend to lose the distinction, um, and it's because our, our outer hair cells in our cochlea are those higher frequency, or what's responsible for that high frequency response. When there's a traumatic noise level above 90 dB, that's the first row of hair cells to go. Those don't regenerate. They don't grow back. There's no medication that will regrow them. And once we lose that, that's where over time we start to see that it starts to affect the rest of hearing. So there are people out there that think they're hearing well, that they're hearing sounds around them and they have no problem, but they're really missing a chunk of clarity, not so much volume. And that's where over time it creeps up on you. But that noise, that's that's where for Let's say the baby boomer generation and prior, there were not, there wasn't noise regulation in the workplace, um, in our armed services, in you know construction workers, things like that. It was, you know, uh, even right now, if you want to get like your tire change, if you go to a, let's say you went to your car dealership, they're going to have headphones, they're going to be all regulated. But if you go to Joe's tire shop, I don't know if that exists, but Joe's tire no. shop in the corner, you you're seeing these guys changing those tires, having those those uh those, those guns and everything that, else, yep. and no protection. And they're gonna, you know, those will unfortunately be patients of mine down the road. That will add up. That noise exposure uh, adds up. And for kids, so going back to the kid thing, it's having those headphones in. It's one of my biggest fears. It's having the headphones in all the time, cranking them up louder than they should. The type of headphones we wear, um, I recommend if there's anyone, um, especially around the holidays, if you're buying your your child, whether they're gaming or listening to music, buying headphones, try to get noise cancellation headphones so that they don't have to turn it up so loud because they're turning down that ambient noise. It's a little more it's a little more money than a cheap set of headphones, but you could be saving that person's hearing in the long run. So I know it was a whole lot. <laughs> so, no, but yeah, no, but it's, you're it's absolutely just, correct because a lot of us are getting older and our hearing isn't what it should be. And we we understand that. I can't wear those little things. You just I see people walking around with those Bluetooth ones and are just stuck in. They don't stay in my ears. Whether it's too much hair in there, have I have no like idea. Crazy glue around and then just I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. yeah, not no, a, that's not great. advice. <laughs> <laughs> Do not take this advice. Medical consult okay, with your physician. Okay, JC said before. I should put crazy glue in my head <laughs> so put them in my ears. Stick them like, in. You know that? No, no, but some canals are different. My wife has the same problem. She can't wear. I mean, most headphones that are like four she just her ear doesn't and the bad thing is most people don't realize is as technology progresses it's great but if you can't use some of that technology and it has nothing to do with age it's i've never been able to wear those things so i i still wear the old you know over the ear around the back of the neck ones that are probably too loud because if i'm in the gym they've got the music cranked up so loud i can't hardly hear my own headphones have you seen the bone ones 
Have you seen that yet? There's bone conduction headphones. They like have them at Best Buy now, which is oh, really? crazy. No. It's um they're like $120 or so. And it goes behind your ear. It doesn't go in your ear at all. And it goes right on our temporal bone, which is where the cochlea is, right behind our ear. Okay. And it's just, it's a little transducer, transducer that works with vibrations. And you hear it as if it's in your ear, but your ear canal is completely open. So it's cool for like, one, if you can't put them in your ear. Two, if you're like a cyclist and you want to listen to music, but you don't want to block yourself for the road, I recommend those. Yeah, but see, I like having a monk stand. I'm not paying any attention to people that are around me. Because somebody asked me a question on you know, I see people doing that all the time. You don't realize they have something in the ear. You ask them a question, they turn around, oh, he's got those yeah. invisible invisible, in invisible things in there. So, all right, well, in getting back to you, January 2020, you decide to step out on your own. Unbeknownst to most of us, the world shut down April or March of 2020. What was that like when you stepped out? You're on your own. Okay, I've, I'm finally going to do this. What happened after that? That was a curveball that was definitely not in my business plan. So um, <laughs> the I had been planning for a little bit. It's, this is going to sound odd to say, but it was a blessing in disguise on a administration and, and build out level for our business. So that downtime was time that I didn't realize I really needed to set up. So I took that time to get contracted with insurances, build up our, our office and audio booth order equipment. By the time people started reaching out, I would say April, May, we already started. If someone has a hearing loss and they were hearing aids and their hearing aids stopped working or they're just needing hearing aids for the first time, the pandemic was, there was a lot of fear with going into an office, but those people still need care. And so um, I would say those first months of like January to March, it was organization time for me. So I just took that time to to build out, get a, get a system, get everything. So the timing, it didn't, I would say it, it was better in that I wasn't established and then saw, you know, a, a curveball when it comes to the revenues or our projections or things like that. It was just time, time to, to build out. So I almost like got on that wave and wrote it at the right time. And, um, you know, of course, there were those fears, a lot of telehealth. So there's, um, as, as I'm sure everyone's seen with their doctors and everything, that there was a spike for that. Um, and thankfully, we we're equipped for it. So we were able to program hearing aids remotely, see them through their smartphones, that's more a challenge depending on the age of the patient. So yeah, us um, older and people. And yeah, be if you're, again, you're not going to offend me when you say you know you old people have a hard but time sometimes with technology. Those, no, no. So I would <laughs> say my average average patient age is probably like seventy four to eighty. Now that's um, old. So you know? and that's where that's where we're gonna and and it depends. We got some tech savvy ones, but that's where you know go into your iPhone, connect your Bluetooth. Let's get into the app. Let's do telehealth. You're probably going to need some some help with that, but yeah, in your age group, you're you have a smartphone, you're on Facebook, you're you know smartphone you know. smarter than I am. That's yeah. that's for sure. So so you now when I was going to ask you, you already kind of answered this. So you had a business plan going in. You just didn't okay. I'm going to start my own business today. Mm -hmm. How long did that process take? Walk me through the process of you starting your business. What kind of a timeline are you looking at? So it went. I had let me see. I didn't have a full structure. I had a business plan, but it it happened in about a month and a half. So I had been speaking to my wife for years about I want to go into business for myself. It had been a passion. And over the last two years, I would say I was already almost to the point frustrated going to I was working in corporate America, working, um, doing the same thing, but working for, for a large chain and 
realizing that as a provider, we're the one doing the test. We're the ones doing insurance and the heavy lifting other than an administrative person up front booking appointment appointments and insurance and all of those things. We do as providers, we do all the heavy lifting. So it's just one of those that I just, I, I knew what I needed. I almost had a checklist already of, I need to buy this audiometer. I need to buy this, the equipment that I would need. And then fast forward, I was, I received a tip from a friend of mine in the industry saying, hey, there's this office nearby at one senior place where I am, which was formerly a Beltone and they closed and they, they closed middle of 2019, like May, June or something like that. And uh, Beltones are franchise-owned hearing aid practices. They closed several offices in our area. I don't know why. Maybe they were sold. I don't know the, the back end. But when I went to one senior place to check out their the space they were in, it was a month and a half after that. That was like middle of November. And immediately, I just I went 100 miles an hour. So at that point, I saw the space. I saw the opportunity, wrote up an official business plan, and got going. I didn't even have a loan from a bank. I didn't have, I went self-funded with everything um, up front. And I, it was one of those that I'm like, no matter what, whether I get funding afterwards, whether I'm going to do this and the passion just like catapulted me into, into making wow. it happen. And my wife, when she went to see it, I had been talking about it for so long that she was like, you need to just, just go ahead and do it. And it's been the best thing, even through a pandemic, even through all of that, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. We've talked to a lot of business people, and this is kind of what the program is about, about business ownership and small business ownership especially. That can be a real challenge depending on what your business is and depending on what you need for your business. If you require a lot of gear to start a business like we have here at GRP, I don't have to have a ton of gear, but if I want to provide more services, I have to then spend money. This was a blessing for me in the way it all unfolded. You at one senior place, it sounds like, A, you've got the audience you need, first and foremost. Shoot, you are someplace where people are coming to that. So tell me about one senior place. It's over yeah. on Dolph Douglas Avenue. Off of Douglas and Altamont. I would say over 55, 60 to go check it out, go tour it. It's open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. You don't need an appointment just to check it out. It's a resource center for anything um, aging related. So whether it's I'm getting on Medicare and I don't know what Medicare is, there are licensed specialists for that. Attorneys or several attorneys that help with estates, with wills and planning and getting on Medicaid. So anything aging, it's in there, uh, which is a appropriate place to have an office that works with hearing aids. So definitely check that out because so that's my target audience for the most part. Now, I do also want to say and I say this often, that hearing aids, hearing loss, it's not just for seniors. That's a majority of what we see, but we do have. So just this week, I had a 30-year-old. Last, I have a 16-year-old that I saw on Friday. It's unfortunate when it happens to the younger population, but if if anyone listening is having difficulty hearing, if the TV's too loud, people are saying what, it doesn't matter how old you are, get a test. It could just be wax. It could be a medical concern. You could have hearing loss. But don't ignore those signs because a lot of times it's one of the things that one of the biggest challenges in my industry is just the stigma of hearing. Many people won't go because they're like, I don't feel old or I don't feel, you know, it's a it's a. I don't want with that aging. thing in my ear. It makes me look old or that's a which is a whole nother topic about. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's the when people go to one senior place, they'll walk down and typically what what happens is they'll go. Oh, my friend, my neighbor needs a hearing aid. I need a hearing aid. My hearing aid's not working. So it's been perfect, perfect for And that was uh, one of the next questions was going to be, so 
So it's not just seniors for you guys. It can be just about anybody that's having a hearing problem. Come and see someone like you first, and then they can go beyond if needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get a test. So the hearing evaluation is free. We do not charge whether the person's insured or not, whether they're a senior or not. If you have a concern with hearing, you know, if you're going to, med- to your medical doctor, have them look in your ear, make sure that your drum's healthy. But we have, you know, we have people come in with just a wall of wax, especially this time of year with allergies, just like we're getting stopped up, itchy eyes and all those other things that are happening. Sometimes those ear canals go into overdrive and we get wax and oil build up and we feel like we're congested. Go see, go see your doctor, call us, um, have a hearing evaluation. Let's see, is it just wax or is there a concern? So um, our- and those um, for the youth, like the hearing aids are now. A lot of the target and, and, and marketing that's happening is now catering to to people that are younger, to those that are like in their 40s and 50s. And they're smaller. They're like Bluetooth ready. They Now you can listen to music through your hearing aid. So it's it's more of a replace your AirPod with a hearing aid, which is doing both. Hear your phone calls here, you know, just making it less grandma's big old hearing aid and more. A cons- you know, just an, an electronic device like any other that also aids in your hearing. So the technology is changing to make it better, and it's not that big clunky thing that used to wrap around your ear that used to sit in there. What do you see coming down the line for this in your industry? What do you see happening? S- smaller, smaller. So that's the, it's been um, Bluetooth has been the biggest game changer for us. More stability with Bluetooth because that's there's some obstacles there with um, battery consumption. If you're listening to music all day. Some hearing aids have longer batteries than others, but it's really optimizing those things. Every time there's a new iteration of a hearing aid, what these engineers are doing is finding how much noise can I eliminate from a room? How can my directional microphone focus more on who's in front of me? So when you're in that restaurant, when you're at Thanksgiving table and there's a bunch of stuff going on, the hearing aids can say, hey, I don't care about the silverware. I don't care about the chatter. Let me lock in on who I'm facing. Help bring that in. So that's Getting them smaller and getting them clearer is always the objective. So if it's a Bluetooth, I imagine, then it's coming through your phone. You're connecting. You're doing it through your phone, so mm-hmm. you can't just reach up there and turn off or switch yeah. off like like Grandpa used to do. You know, turn off his hearing aid because he didn't want to listen to Grandma yelling so at him. There's manual controls, but the whole idea with that is by having Bluetooth, it's discreet, so you don't have to um, hold up. Because if someone's if you're at a dinner table, someone's reaching up to their ear. It's clear this person has a hearing aid. They're so small and discreet now that that's the big that's the big because everybody's checking their phone every five seconds for everything. Anyways, exactly. Unfortunately, that's where we are. Um, Yeah. So it's all about keep it locked in in the phone, making it part of your. It's kind of like you know the Fitbit thing that everyone was wearing to count their steps. Hearing aids are going in that direction, making it more of a healthable thing. Fall detection's a thing in some of the hearing aids. All that checking, you know, have they step, they check your steps, they check your environments. And it's about like on an app, you can see, have you been out to a restaurant? Have you spoken to others? It's like promoting for people to go out. So you're tracking us with oh, what you're saying. Big brother's you're there. tracking <laughs> us got the everything we do. Pay no attention to the cameras I have up here mm-hmm. in the studio, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> everything you say and do is monitored. No, but uh. um, to a degree, actually, I can't say no fully to there because you are giving permissions in the apps to, you know, to, to have GPS and track. And it's, it is more about how do we make everyone's on their phone already. How do we integrate the hearing aid to their lifestyle just to make it fun? They're but if somebody's a fun. conspiracy theorist like me, then you don't have to do it that way. Turn correct? it all okay, off. Yeah, don't connect to blue. You don't need. So, yeah, I tell everyone because I have patients <laughs> that don't even have a smartphone. 
so with my ch- uh, my child, uh, not my child, um, my patient who was a child on Friday, I've been seeing him for two years now. He unfortunately has a little bit of a decline on his mm-hmm. hearing. He doesn't wear them all the time. He's still in school. You know, there's there's that stigma and bullying. Yep. And one of the his newer hearing aids that we're getting for him have Bluetooth. And that alone, like the the conversation there is, oh, listen to your music on it. When you're playing your video games, listen to it on it. Your YouTubes, your any media that you consume, we're all watching or doing, you know, listening or watching something. Do it through your hearing aid where his previous didn't have that. And that's going to now hopefully make it more of a, okay, I want to wear these things. That's um, very interesting. Now that I can see being a benefit to them, you know, old curmudgeons like me are probably not going to want to do that. So, cause I'm going to be the guy that sits on the front porch and says, get off my lawn kid kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> what is your biggest challenge in your business today? Education. There's a lot in, in, in all spaces and everything. There's a lot of um, content on YouTube. There's a lot of information now with hearing aids in the past. It was, you go to your provider. I'm once I see that prescription, I'm going to make a recommendation for your prescription. As consumers, we're doing a lot more homework in anything we buy than before. You don't just go and buy the car at the car dealership. People, or I'm one of the people that I I read the specs and I find, what's the torque? What's the horsepower? If I'm buying a TV, I want the latest and greatest OLED and the highest contrast in the whole nine. That's the type of consumer I am. But we're starting to see consumers as a whole be more that way. Now, in the past, seniors were more trusting let's say if someone made a recommendation they would go with it we're starting to see the shift of i want to do homework i want to do homework and that has just become another excuse for those that are in denial so we we tend to see a lot of patients that don't want to hear they have a hearing loss that don't want to accept having hearing aids and then it's a very easy hey let me figure this out and there is content out there for you know if i said buy a signia 7ax this is a model or an oticon more hearing aid those are some of the leading manufacturers out there. There's a lot of information and differences between them, but it's now becoming, you know, just just a little more overwhelming for the average consumer. Unless you're an audio engineer, unless you uh, are a musician, so musicians, it's an easier conversation talking frequency bands, what's needed, what's not. It's just becoming, it, people are taking longer to make a decision on hearing aids. And, you know, they, we're seeing a lot of, let me just do my homework. And it's, the conversation, wherever you are, if you go to your provider, when they're making that recommendation, it's to get the clearest thing for your hearing. I work with all of the leading manufacturers, Signia, Oticon, Starkey, Phonak, Unitron, there's so many. This is all gibberish for a consumer, but those that know hearing aids are in that space. Um, those are the leading in the world, not in the US. They're all just about all European. My pricing is the same no matter what brand. It's about what's the level of clarity that I need for that person and which of all of those is going to give that person the best, the most tools for them to understand. So when I'm making a recommendation, I'm confident this is the one that's going to help them the most. Once someone then goes online, let's say they went home and did some homework and they find, oh, but I found out that this hearing aid is, let's say, has a portable charger that you can take with you on the road and you don't have to stick it to the wall. Is that better? Maybe. Um, you know, is that a convenience? Yes. But are we going to trade off sound clarity, which is the purpose of a hearing aid is to give you the most clarity? Those are the things that are becoming tricky. Trust your provider. If I went and my cardiologist said I need a valve replacement or something, I'm not going to go, oh, what brand is it? Yeah, what, yeah. It's, yeah. it's becoming a little too consumer electronic. And at the end of the day, even though it's fun and these are great 
for the industry and for the patient, it is not a TV. It is not a laptop. It's a medical device that is prescribed to that patient. So you, you have to trust the reason I went to you. The reason I go to JC is because I want him to tell me what's going to be best for my hearing. So if I say, you know, JC, I saw my buddy told me that's, you know, I, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We need to trust the technicians and the people that we're doing this mm-hmm. with. And so, ask um, an advice no. for anyone that's getting a test. Ask that provider. Let's say it's not in Central Florida. You don't want to come see us or you have a provider. Ask them who they work with because some offices are owned by a manufacturer. And that's all you'll see. Let's say Signia to say a name. Everything is Signia. I say it's almost like if you went to the Toyota car dealership, if you ask them what's the best mid-sized car, they're going to say whatever, a Camry. You're at Toyota. Yeah. Of course, they're going to say a Camry. If you go to a provider like us that works with all of them and the pricing is the same, it is truly unbiased. It's what is the best thing for you. So you're so, almost like an independent insurance agent. You're not tied to one particular. Owned. It's like we want to figure, we want to solve your problem. And you're, you're delivering the sound of life is what you have in underneath in the Altamont family, health, family hearing. Mm-hmm. And it is family. It's not just senior hearing. It is family hearing, which is pretty all cool. All ages, all colors, all sizes, all yeah, the, all shapes, you, all sizes, everything. all of it, all of it. If you have a hearing loss, or if you suspect, I'm actually let me take that back. Not if you have it. Let's say you're listening, and one of your loved ones, if you're seeing the signs for them, they may not know. I, I like to say, you don't know what you're missing because you're missing it. So <laughs> the person that's hearing impaired doesn't usually doesn't pick up until it's severe. That they're struggling. So if you see that in a friend, in a family. Or a wife you, that yeah. just doesn't want to admit that maybe she might have a little bit of a hearing. So sit on my good side. Wait a minute. That, nah. So we won't. Like I said, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I will not have to sleep in the shed there tonight. I'm not too worried about that. But give everybody your contact information again, just so we know how to get a hold of you. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll close it out with that. Yeah. So Altamont Family Hearing. We're located in Altamont Springs, Florida. Inside of the One Senior Place building, so you can search One Senior Place or Altamont Family Hearing. That's where you'll find us. You can search us on Google. So we have, thankfully, a lot of patients reviewing us on there. We're five-star rated and very, very proud of that. And you can go to our website, altamontfamilyhearing.com. And yeah, our phone number is 407-949-6737. We are contracted with most major insurances. So if you have a benefit towards hearing aids, this is more for my Medicare audience. Um, That's good Medicare to know. Medicare Advantage plan specifically, that is, there are a lot of plans that are covering hearing and many patients don't have to pay any out of pocket depending on, on what their plan is. I am a Medicaid provider as well. So give us a call. We'll find out what if that entails to you or not. But that test is free. And uh, yeah, we'd love to see you and, and get you reconnected. And to even if you're not old... You can still come in and get it done. And if you are old, please come in and see what he's got going on. If you're listening to this above 90 on your phone or media device, so (laughs) if you're at 90%, come see me. So uh, I want you guys, whoever's listening, hit the volume wheel, see where you are. If you're above that 85, 90, give us a call. Let's see what's going on. Yeah, brother. I'm in trouble. Thanks. We'll check you out the next time. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.